Oh, I'll be right back. I really hope you leave that in. What? You rolling the chair in here? That's fucking hilarious. Was it recording? Yes. It's been recording. Because I thought we were good to go, and then you decided you needed your chair. Yeah, I do fucking need my chair. What? Well, I don't get a chair, so... Uh, go buy one. I Fuck. paid for mine. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Um, keep, just keep the mic a little bit away from yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't get all, don't get all up on it. I'll get all up on you. Yeah. You know you love it, Mike, you bad piece of shit. Um, okay. Are we done? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <clears throat> all right. You ready? So, uh, yes, I am ready. That was anticlimactic. You're like, yes, I am ready. Uh, you can't really put that like no. upbeat music behind that. Like, yes, I am ready. <laughs> I think. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Let's do it. Uh, I want to die. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Watts Podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Carson. So yeah, we are back this week, uh, back from the catastrophic technical uh, explosion that has been our lives yes. for, for the past like two weeks. I'm back from the edge of death and oh, yeah, my y- computer's death. You were sick too. How'd that yeah. go? Oh my God, I felt like shit. I was throwing up every few hours. It sucked <laughs> for the past week. Oh, that's, any idea what you had? I have no clue, but it seems to have passed. Well, goody for me. I don't have to catch it. Yay! Hopefully. But yeah, so our do, you, do we want we'll to talk out. about our computers? Um. Well, they kind of exploded in a way. Yeah, both at the same time. We should be clear. The like same time. Both of our neither one of our computers have anything to do with each other. No, right? They're they're in two completely different houses, and both of them just decided to give up on life at the same time. Yes. So, yes, we are back this week. We are back from discussing YouTube comments. And, uh, yeah, so we're back for a real episode. (gasps) Holy shit, episode seven. (gasps) Yay. We're we're almost ten. We're almost big boys. Almost almost big boys. Almost old enough to start wanking it. All right. So, uh, this week we have actually kind of a shitload to talk about. Yeah. So, in the last episode, as in the last real episode, yes. neither one of us had really watched anything. No. Uh, so, <laughs> what happened in these past two weeks? Well, we watched a lot. We watched everything. <laughs> I didn't watch as much as I hoped I would, but I, I still watched a fair bit. I watched, I think. Nine or ten things here. Yeah. And I should point out that I did not watch the one movie that I said I would, which was uh, Empire of the Sun. Mm. Because my computer died and I didn't have a Blu-ray player anymore. Yep. And I'll get back to you on the one that I said I'd watch, Violent Shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a work in progress. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So who wants to start? You can start. All right. I'm just going to list off everything that i watched and all then right. sort of pick and choose a few that i might want to talk about because i'm not talking about all of these all right so the films that i watched during these two weeks are 
Bruce Almighty, Bicentennial Man, I'm Here, which is a Spike Jones short film. Hmm. AI, oh, and I should point out, Bruce Almighty, Bicentennial Man, I'm Here, and AI, I all watched back-to-back in the same day. <laughs> you crazy motherfucker. Uh, Schindler's List, Home Alone 2, because those two movies go together well. Yes. Handsome Devil, The Way He Looks, and Three Generations. So, Home Alone 2, Schindler's Revenge. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you said Schindler's List and Home Alone 2. Those movies really go together. Sure. So, it's Home Alone <laughs> 2, re- Schindler's the re- Revenge. The Return of Schindler? So, wait. now <laughs> It's his revenge, though. Now, now Schindler's the bad guy? Yes. <laughs> All right, fine. I, I don't know. So, um, yeah. I mean, I could talk about all of these. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick two of them to talk about. All right. Go for it. Actually, I'll, I'll pick three. I'll pick the last three because they sort of go hand in hand. Yes. So I decided to browse the LGBT section on Netflix, which oh is something I very rarely do. Because Wait, was Home Alone 2 in that? Yes. Home Alone 2 was in the LGBT section. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's when he was discovering himself and <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, so I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Basically the the LGBT section on Netflix is sort of trash. I mean it's Netflix it's, is trash. Netflix is trash, but the LGBT <laughs> so close. <laughs> the LGBT section. I'm sorry, LGBTQ because we have to put the Q in there. It's no, just we sort don't. of an all encompassing. <laughs> no, we don't. It, then we just call it the Q section. Uh, so yeah, that the that section just sort of sucks. Most of the movies are basically just uh, the the it, this. It, it, it sucks. <sighs> God damn it! There's lesbians on there too. God damn it! I mean, you you can still suck a clit. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so most of the movies that are on there are sort of the cinematic equivalent of like. Uh, Hot gr- shit. Grocery store oh. trash novels. You know what I mean? Like those shitty romance novels in the yeah. checkout line at a grocery store. Yep. Most of the uh, the movies in the LGBT section on Netflix are basically the the cinematic gay version of that. So they, <laughs> they suck, right? But there are a few good ones on there. All right. Uh, see. One of them that I watched was called Handsome Devil, which was, I think, the least good of the the three that I watched. All right, it's basically a fan fiction. <laughs> I mean, it follows like those the, the the fan fiction beats or like um like they they follow the deviant art rhythm of of romantic storytelling, mm. which is essentially. I'm gay, and nobody knows that I'm gay, but I go to college, and oh my god, my roommate's gay too, and then oh my god, our teacher's gay too? Everybody's gay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically how that movie went. I mean, it was, for what it was, it was decent enough, it was sort of cute, but uh, <laughs> I mean, overall, it was it was just that story where it's like... I'm gay, and I'm the outcast, but the cool kid turns out he's gay, too, and he's my roommate, and we love each other. So it's like a lot of fan fiction Yes, that I've exactly. Seen. Exactly. That was Handsome Devil. It's it's whatever. Um, yes. Then I watched The Way He Looks, which is actually a good movie, which right. I had actually seen before. It is Brazilian, so it is Portuguese, but it's 
Brazilian Portuguese. It's Brazilian Portuguese, not Portugal Portuguese. There is a difference. Uh, but the the story is um, the main character is blind, which I thought was interesting right off. You don't usually see that in a movie, especially in a romance. Uh, so the main character is blind, and he falls in love with, like, the new kid in school. And it's just sort of a – it's a coming-of-age story mm. about those two and his – like the the main character's friend who's a girl who like loves him but then like finds out that he's gay and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a really apt description you're giving. There, there's not much to say. Like it's 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 just sort of a a romance coming of age story. Like there's there's not a whole lot to dig into about it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just a good movie. It's well made. It's worth watching. Um but the third one is the one that I really want to talk about. All right. It is called Three Generations. It has Elle Fanning in it, who, if you do not know, is Dakota Fanning's younger sister and more talented sister. (laughs) The movie was a lot better than I thought it would be. Elle Fanning's character is transgender Mm -hmm. from female to male. Uh, And when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be one of those, like, inspirational fucking look how amazing it is, like, life is and... And being, you know, transgender, we should just allow everybody to, to, to go through sex changes willy nilly. Um, that's what I thought it was going to be, and I'm not going to get into the All politics right. of that. It's not worth it. I we're not talking yeah. about that here, right? I'm just saying it looked like one of those movies that was going to be more about its, um, more more about the politics than any sort of story. Is, yeah. is what the trailer looked like. But the movie actually isn't. The movie is actually a really good movie. Uh, shit, I almost said Dakota Fanning. Elle uh-huh. Fanning is really good in it. She plays the the character really well. I mean, essentially, she's playing a boy, right? And she does it really well. The The character is, is really solid. You would just sort of assume that that person was a boy. Uh, but no, it was, it was actually shockingly good. I had never even heard of it. It's apparently brand new. And I just found it sort of scrolling through hmm. uh, Netflix one day. And yeah, it's totally worth watching. Even if you don't give a fuck about LGBT, anything, whatever. It's just, it's a good movie. And it's like weirdly quirky also because it's like this whole family is just women where it's like you have the grandparents who are lesbians and then you have the mother who is divorced, so it's just her. And then you have Elle Fanning's character who is transgender. Um, so it's basically just a line of women, except that the 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 youngest woman is transgender and wants to be a boy. So the the grandparents like have a problem with this, where they're like, "I don't mm. get it. Like, why can't she just be a lesbian?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like it's weirdly quirky about the whole thing. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. It doesn't take itself like super seriously, but it does have really good dramatic moments and dramatic acting in it. And yeah, it's just it's a good movie worth watching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, of the of the fucking nine or ten movies that I watched, uh, that's really all I I care to like talk about. All right, so I watch a few movies. I'll probably go through the list and just decide which ones I want to talk about and. I'll probably end up talking about all of them anyways. So, we have American Satan, Apocalypto, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, National Treasure, and Book of Secrets. Yeah, I noticed you didn't finish the Indiana Jones trilogy there. Yes, that was uh, out of out of 
I got distracted. <laughs> all right, so I'll actually just start with American Satan. All right. It'll be fairly quick. It's a film about a metal band that is trying to, you know, make it big. By metal band, I assume you mean a band made out like, of metal. Yes, of course. Okay, I'm just I'm making sure we're on the we're same clarifying. Page. Okay. Yes, the lead singer's just a hunk of steel. He, he's the guy from just, Deadpool. Yeah. Cable. <laughs> they end up being followed around by this mysterious old man playing played by Malcolm McDowell and uh yeah. another character played by oh fuck, I don't even remember his name. You remember the trailer? I don't remember. No. No. I he mean, was I... like the homeless dude in the trailer. Okay, vaguely. Well, I don't remember his name, but the movie's weird because it it makes it very clear that this guy is supposed to be the devil. Malcolm McDowell? Yes. And the homeless dude is supposed to be like the angel Gabriel. Okay. But then it throws in this weird, well, was that, is he really the devil or was that just in the main character's head? Mm, right. And... Uh, the movie just follows the characters, you know, with him uh, following them around, and they do progressively worse and worse shit. You know, they get in fights, they end up having sex with underage teenagers, and then they murder a dude on stage. And then the it had the ultimate message of music is the ultimate good and religion is the ultimate evil. <laughs> I don't even know. That's a weird fucking message. Like, it comes out of nowhere, too. Like, it's the last... Like, it's in the last, like, fucking five, ten minutes of the film. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, you, you showed me the trailer for this, but I did yeah. not see... It didn't really look like a movie I'd be interested in. No. Like, I mean, for a record company making a film, right, it, it was, was all right. It was produced by a record company. Yeah, Sumerian Records yeah. produced it. Uh, this is their... First attempt into filmmaking, and based on the reception of this film, I doubt they'll try it again. <laughs> um, there were a few cool scenes, like at the at the music festivals and stuff. You know, looking around like the crazy outfits that the audience is wearing and all that. But otherwise, it was just kind of there and generic. And there's much better, you know, movies that center around musicians. Yeah, you know, totally. almost famous. Uh, this is Spinal Tap, Rockstar, just to name three. August Rush. Yes, August Rush. Yeah. I just, I love the fact that Malcolm McDowell's in it. Yeah. Because it's like, of course he would be. You know what I mean? Like, every B movie just has to have Malcolm McDowell in it. Yes. It's almost like it doesn't even count if he's not in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, interestingly enough, the main character is played by a singer of a of an actual band called Black Veil Brides. They're sort of a metalcore, screamo-type band, I guess. I don't know. I don't listen to them. Okay. I couldn't really give a shit about the band. He was all right for a musician playing, you know, being an actor. Right, but, but also, yeah, a musician playing a musician. Pretty much. Which is, oh, what's, oh, shit, what's that other movie that has um, Billy Joe Armstrong in it? Oh, right, uh, about him being a dad. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, just look up just IMDb, Billy Joe Armstrong. But yeah, it's basically just about him. He basically plays himself, 
if Green Day didn't work out. It's essentially what that character is and what the movie's about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I um, I want to see Ordinary it. World. Ordinary World. Yeah. I want to see it just for the fuck of it, but it looks pretty generic. Um Yeah, that's really all I've got to say about that movie. It's it's really kind of a big nothing aside from it being interesting that a record company made it. Right. And that the main character is played by a musician. All right. Next, I'll just talk about the National Treasure films. <laughs> okay. I just happened to watch those because I was bored and had nothing really else that I was fascinated with to watch. Well, I mean, the first one is serviceable. Yes. Like, the first one is halfway. De- it's still, like... <laughs> cheesy and childish yes. but it's got nick cage but the, being the nick cage the second one is just a rolling dumpster fire <laughs> yeah the second one is awful that one i managed to force myself to sit through it and i just the only the only thing that i really have to say about it is why that's the only <laughs> word just why every fucking five minutes just why why is this happening why are the characters doing this you know even a what's going on thrown in there it's because disney wanted another franchise like pirates of the caribbean and and just did not have the talent behind it to do it no i mean that's the that's the whole reason those movies exist is they wanted sort of a a pg rated pirates of the caribbean franchise yeah though i think those movies were pg-13 though were they not nope they're pg All right, that's yep. fascinating. But yeah, the first one I I purely enjoy because of Nick Cage and Sean Bean. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence to protect it from being stolen. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's just well, fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm more of a treasure protector. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, those movies are there. Just. They yeah, exist. They exist, yeah. Thumbs up. And they're made by Disney. Yay. Which I'd completely forgotten until I watched them again. Yeah. Disney before Marvel. Yeah. Ooh, like the... The, the dark ages. <laughs> the brief what? period uh, in the early 2000s before Disney was like really going hardcore on Marvel movies. I think they made... Did wait? National Treasure was 2004 and Book of Secrets was 2007. Right, but was... Um, Iron Man was 2008. Right, but they there were other Disney movies before that though. There was um like Ghost Rider with Nick Cage. That did, was two thousand five, two thousand six. Did I Disney think. make that though? Yes. Okay. Uh, no. Wait. I don't fucking know. Actually, yeah. Like, like I just that's realized so I don't weird. remember. Yeah. Because you had um, you had um huh. Well, you had Ghost Rider. You had yeah. Fantastic Four. Which oh those they were Fox then. Fox made them. Because well, Fox, Fox made, made Fantastic Four, that which means they also, I believe they also own the rights to Ghost Rider. I mean, I guess that would make sense since Disney, or since, yeah, since Disney hasn't made yeah. a Ghost Rider Cause, film. Yeah, because but... at that point, Marvel had sold a lot of its properties to off. To Fox. To Fox, to Sony, to everybody else. Because, yeah. little known fact, Marvel was actually going bankrupt before the buyout. Like, they were yeah. failing. They were pretty much at the point where they had to file a Chapter 11, which is bankruptcy. Yeah, so they were basically just selling all the, the rights to their... Yeah. The, the movie rights to yes. their in, properties. In hope that 
you know, they'd make a movie, it'd be successful, and they'd get royalties and yeah. be able to survive. Yep. So if Ghost Rider was Fox, that means that Disney does own it now. Yes. So. Yeah. So there's that. Could see him show up, I guess. Yeah. I don't not know. that I give a shit. No, not really. So next, I'll talk a bit about Apocalypto. Yeah. Okay. So I have not seen Apocalypto. It's been no. one of those movies that I've been kind of interested in, but it's just I have to be in the headspace to watch like a three-hour subtitled movie. Yeah. Well, two hours, 18 minutes, I think. I thought it was longer than that. It's like two hours and 18 minutes. Whatever. I have to be in the mood to watch a subtitled movie. Yeah, especially a two-hour subtitled movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Apocalypto is about a, a Mayan tribe that is raided by a a more, I guess, modernized Mayan tribe, and the main character is has to escape to find his family. Mm. And it is all in in Mayan, as far as I can tell. That's the language it is. Yeah, they, they went and they they you know used what we know of the Mayan language and recreated it. Yeah, there's no the like English in it at all. No, so it's all. Which is, I mean, it was it was directed by Mel Gibson, who yes. would, uh, Passion came after that, right? Uh, Passion came before that. Really? 2004. Okay, well, either way, it was directed by Mel Gibson, which uh, he did the same thing with Passion of the Christ, yes. so it shouldn't be too surprising. Yes. Uh, I did find it fascinating that Mel Gibson it was a real stickler for... Everything has to be practical if it can be practical. Mm -hmm. So all of the all of the jungle and everything you see, they actually went to Mexico and shot there because down where the mines would actually be a bit further uh, further down from where the shooting location is in like Guatemala and stuff like that, the jungles were way too thick for them to shoot in. Mm -hmm. So they came up to Mexico and in southern Mexico they shot everything. And the villages they actually built, you know, the the village for the for the main character's tribe. And then the city with the with the pyramids and all that. They actually built that life size and filled it with, you know, stuff and people. Like uh, like objects, you know, that you'd see back then and mm -hmm. people. And I found that very fascinating. As well as filling the city with seven hundred extras. Which meant every morning, 700 extras would come into hundreds of makeup artists and have to get makeup and clothing and all that on. Yeah, that's that's a big undertaking. Um, yes. But not, it's still pretty typical for like any sort of a period piece or anything like yeah. that. Um, Maybe not 700 extras, but fuck tons yeah, of extras that all extras. have to deal with makeup and, and wardrobe and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So... Mel was also a huge stickler for accuracy for the period. So it's like everything had to be accurate. You had to see the the divisions of the classes in the city, and that had to be accurate to how the classes actually looked. And all the weapons and all the tools and everything had to be like like they were back back in the Mayan period and all that. That was fascinating to actually learn about just how much Mel Gibson pushed for not just accuracy but doing all of that practically hand built right like all the clothing all of the weapons all of that was handmade that is a very time consuming thing to do for those 
who may not know. Uh, yes. Especially on that scale. Yeah, I don't know about Apocalypto, but I mean, if you go look at the Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know, when they were making all of the, the weapons and armor and everything for the three Lord of the Rings movies, which mm-hmm. they filmed back to back, Yep. it took them three years to film. And five years to make everything. Well, yeah, like the the shop that was producing all of the weapons and all the armor was in production, producing all of that shit all the way up until the end of the shoot. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they never stopped making that stuff for like fucking five years straight. It was a it was literally a full time job for five years, which is insane. Yeah. And it's too expensive for uh, companies to take that risk again nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really imagine a company doing that yeah. or going that hardcore with it. Now, the last thing I have to mention is just on the technical side. It was filmed on a few cameras. I don't know really much about them. The A10 A Minima 16 millimeter and the Iconoscope AKM 35 millimeter. Okay, so it was shot on film. Yes. So, but you also need to talk about the Blu-ray release. Yes. It was very fascinating because I had sort of seen it on a list of best adventure films. And I was like, you know, I don't think I've actually seen that movie. You know, I've been meaning to watch it. So I went to go look for it. And I'd gone over to House of Views to to just rent it and watch it. And <laughs> when we fucking looked at the price, it was $30 for a Blu-ray from 2007. Yeah, which really, because, like, Apocalypto is... Not a movie that I would expect to be, like, rare or hard to find. Yeah. It seemed like a movie that, like, you might find in a $5 bargain bin at, you know, Best Buy or something. Yeah. I just thought maybe it was a bit overpriced. After I got home and I started looking at it, apparently it's been out of print since about when it first since ran. Since the first run. Yeah. So it's it only had really the 2007 run. If, then if, it was gone. It's like it, minimum, it's a hundred dollars online to get a Region One Blu-ray. So that's yeah, not if, 1080i. Oh yeah, because you can get yeah. the Australian version, but it's but 1080i it's and it's only works in Australia. Yeah, it's interlaced. Yep. Um, but yeah, so if you if you find Apocalypto for like uh, twenty thirty bucks somewhere, grab it. Yes. Because yeah, it it was also one of the few movies. That they went all out with the transfer because it was meant to demonstrate the power of the Blu-ray player because yeah, it was a new technology at the time. Yeah, it was at the beginning of the Blu-ray yeah. generation of media. Yeah, one of the bonus features is a they called it like a movie uh, a movie demo uh, reel or something like that. I don't remember the actual name of it, mm-hmm. but it basically takes the Best scene, you know, best looking and sounding scenes in the film from it, and it's just like a slideshow, you know, like you'd see on the televisions at like, like Target or Costco or, yeah. or Best Buy or something like that. And that was supposed to be, you know, just the demo to show off the power of the Blu-ray player. It's one of the few discs to actually that actually put it on the disc. Right. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Um yeah, it's been a movie that, like, I've been interested in, but just haven't had the patience to, like, sit down and finally watch it. Yeah. And y- even though it's not really in print on disc anymore, I don't know, are the Blu-rays, or are the uh, DVDs still, like, easy enough to find, or? 
I haven't seen anything about the DVDs at all, so I don't know. All right, well, I'm sure you can still rent it somewhere, Amazon, yeah. iTunes, uh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a movie that just I haven't had the patience to sit down and try to watch, but I, yeah. I should. And now that you have it, I'll just borrow it from you or something. Yeah. So that's all I got on Apocalypto. The last things is the first two Indiana Jones films. I only watched the first two because I had gotten distracted by life and being sick and just yeah. didn't get back Be- to watching sick, the other two. Computers exploding, yep. uh, you know, apocalypses, just sort of in general. Pretty much. So I had only watched the first two. Uh, this is my first time seeing them in HD, though, because I had only watched, I only had them on DVD before. It's actually like a really. <laughs> Like a step up, like there's, <laughs> there's mean, a whole lot more detail yeah, and quality to it. Yeah. Yes, the transfers, yeah, so much better. As far as I know, than it, the DVD, it's like a, a really high end transfer. Yes, from that, I just want to talk about Temple of Doom compared to the other films. Uh, from what I know, Temple of Doom's the most talked about. My understanding was it was one of the most loved from the from the series. I think it's just the most memorable. Yeah, not most memorable that or something like that. Like it the most. Like I just, just hear about it a lot. It's because it has the most like quotable shit in it, where it's yeah. like you got short round, you've got what's her name that never shuts yeah, the Willie. fuck up. You've got like hearts being pulled out of chest, still beating, <laughs> and like demonic sacrifices and yes, shit. In you've India, got, you've got the, the dude like. <laughs> being eaten by alligators, and by being eaten by alligators, I mean Spielberg threw clothes into a bunch of alligators. Yeah, and then reused the footage several times. Yeah, and, yeah. So th- there's just a lot of like goofy shit in it that's yeah. just sort of fun to remember. But I think when watching it again, I was just more annoyed than you know, like oh, this is funny because there's just so many characters that just got on my nerves that were just. Really annoying and yeah, grating. I, I can see that. Yeah, both Short Round and Willie really got on my nerves through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't like it at all. Like, Temple of Doom, I'll go ahead and skip that along with Crystal Skull. I like Temple of Doom enough to watch it. Like, I don't mm. find it horrifically irritating. No, I just, I can't, I just can't deal with it too much. It's just sort of not as good as one and three, but I yeah. don't know that I would say like it's awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not awful. It's just if I'm gonna watch them, I'll stick to one and three because mm. I I like one and three a whole lot more. Well, yeah, the third one is my favorite one because I mean Sean Connery playing Indy's dad like is one of the best fucking things. <laughs> I love that character <laughs> yes. so much. So, so is that, that all, is that all you watch? Is that all you got? Uh, that's all that I could remember and actually wrote stuff down for. Other than that, uh, I will try to watch violent shit again. <laughs> oh I yeah, will talk try about, to watch talk about with, that. Talk about that. Yes, I'm going to try to watch it with you, and I need booze if I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So what happened when you tried to watch it? So I put it in. And I played. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know about what to expect because you and I sort of skimmed through them yeah. before. And I just didn't realize how hard it was to actually watch it. I got 15 minutes into the first one, and I just had to turn it off. Because, I mean, it's shot on DVI. That wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. That would not... Or, not DVI. No, it's not shot DVI, on High 8. High 8, yeah. It's shot on High 8. Now, 
high eight was a was an eight millimeter type back in the day. Well, that was like a video uh, well, video it, cassette. It was basically a little mini um, VHS. It was a yeah. magnetic media, not actually film. Yeah, but you know, aside from I, I expected that quality with that. But it sounds like if you were, if you were to take like an empty tube of cardboard and you know you just talk into it the entire time, that's what it fucking sounds like. <laughs> the entire movie, all the sound effects, all the dialogue, everything. Got now it. put that on top of the changing frame rate in the movie. Like it's encoded at twenty four frames a second, mm-hmm. but they just did this like really pseudo like frame by frame slow-mo effects so much so often so that it just hurt my head to watch it'll just drop down to like five fps yeah it'll drop down to a literal slideshow <laughs> it'll start at 24 and then it'll drop down to like 15 and then it'll drop to like 10 and then it'll drop to five and then three and then immediately just cut right back up to fucking 24 it was just like really God. hard to fucking watch it sounds obnoxious plus it has that weird like the default Adobe uh, After Effects cartoon filter to it sometimes. <laughs> and then it'll include like an overlay where, uh, like when you see the I, the guy who becomes K the Butcher, uh, mm-hmm. who's like the slasher uh, villain of the film, he's like starts off as a kid and he had gone out playing in the force and then he comes home and you see the outside of his apartment door mm-hmm. as he goes in there. And then you hear his mom beating him for being out too late because, you know, Germans. And then it gives you like a little overlay video that's in like a little circle over it <laughs> where it shows the kid's hand with a knife slashing down with blood splattering all over the wall. And you're supposed to and it's supposed to imply that he killed his mom. But it does that effect so often, mm. like for just shit that it doesn't need to happen how far into this movie did you get 15 minutes and then you just turned it off and then i'm just like if i'm going to watch this i need to watch this with Devin, where we can make fun of it and i can drink a beer all right uh let me go to the bathroom real quick all right Stick it in the butt, stick it in the butt. Stick it in the butt, stick it in the butt. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Fuck are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. God. Uh, All right. I shouldn't have had that beer before we recorded. Like, <laughs> if I... <coughs> we should have had it while we were recording. No, because <laughs> here's the thing. is like, I can drink alcohol and, yeah. like, you know, get drunk and it's it's fine it's whatever but if i just have one beer or one one glass of wine then it just makes me insanely tired Mm. it's like it's like it's not enough to get me to the point of being drunk and so my body's just like oh i guess we're tired (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh i guess it's nap time yeah yeah i feel that all right so we're ready to move on now that we've got that out uh, what we've watched out of the way Let's get on to the meat of this. No, no, no. Uh, we oh. still have to talk more about what we watched. We uh, watched 5,000 trailers. <laughs> right. Super Bowl just passed, and along with it, uh, fuck. All right, continue. <laughs> you nasty bitch. <laughs> Fight me, fucker. <laughs> so, along with the Super Bowl, a fuck ton of trailers dropped. 
Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about them and probably bitch about most of them. <laughs> probably. All right. So let us start with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's the sequel to Jurassic World that came out like fucking three years ago now. Has it, it been that long? Yes, 2015. Jeez. And the new one comes out in June, I think, mm-hmm. along with a new video game based on it, which is actually a park builder, which looks good, mm. despite how the trailer for the movie looks. Quick question. How did you like the first one, Jurassic World? The first time I watched it, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I decided uh, every time after that I thought about watching I'm like, I'm not in the right mood to watch it. Mm. Meaning I'm not just angry enough at the world and want to throw something on that I can shit on. Mm. I did not like the first one. You know, it. I would take Jurassic Park 3 over Jurassic World. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Jurassic Dr- Park 3 was at least entertaining. Yeah, Jurassic Park 3 was entertaining in its shittiness. Yeah. Jurassic World just felt like a corporate money grab. Yeah, Jurassic Park 3 at least had, you know, the late 90s Joe Johnston entertaining feel to it compared to, you know, yeah. the first Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not to keep not to keep bringing up Disney and Marvel. Yeah. I know we do it a lot, but it's the 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 problem is they are shaping the film industry right now. Yes. And and you can see that in movies coming out and when you watch Jurassic World and you watch the trailer for Fallen Kingdom, like it looks like a Disney movie, even though it's not. Mm-hmm. It still looks like any of Disney's shit. It's like it's it's oversaturated. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's lit it, like ass. It's just yep. you know, really flat lighting. Bland, the actions happening are very comical. Yeah, bland generic cinematography. You yeah. know, like the the filmmaking isn't filmmaking anymore. It's product pressing. How can we get this out as fast as possible so that people will give us money? Yes. So the first one, though, Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park, because technically yes. Jurassic Park is the first one. I know, <laughs> but Jurassic, the first one in the new trilogy. Yeah, Jurassic World was. I just thought mostly boring and bland. Yeah. It was a movie that touted that it was making fun of pretty much Jurassic Park 3 in the here's a self-referential or like a like a I guess a meta statement at yeah. everything needs to be bigger, badder, better. Right. Yeah. Like, but see, it ended was, up right, that falling was into jo- its own fallacy. Right. That was the joke in it is that like this park thinks in order to be successful that they have to create uh, a dinosaur that's bigger and badder than the T-Rex, right? Mm -hmm. But when you watch the movie, you're just like, no, but that's literally what you did in the movie, is you thought in order to sell tickets, you had to create a dinosaur bigger (laughs) and badder than the T-Rex. Like, it doesn't work as a a joke if you actually do it for real. Yeah. Now, I will say, that movie pissed me the fuck off scientifically, because here's Mm -hmm. the thing, is... When Jurassic Park, the first one, came out, it was made with the latest scientific understanding of dinosaurs that we had at the time. There were a few fictionalized things here and there in the movie. Of course. The book didn't have any of that. It was completely grounded in the scientific reality of that day. Yeah, but but point is... You know, that that's how the movie was made, with the, the scientific understanding of yeah. what it was doing. Science has since progressed, and we now understand that a lot, if not most, of these dinosaurs probably had feathers, Yep. right? But instead of 
updating the movie, they just said, fuck it. People recognize the featherless dinosaurs, so we're just going to keep it. And it pissed yeah. me the fuck off. And no, here's why. Here, This will piss you off even more. I mean, for one, I disagree because they're keeping with the science of Jurassic Park. No, no, no. But, but I can fix that. Like, yeah. Hold but up. hold up. They also explained it away. It was sort of the ARG thing that they did with their website. I don't website. give a fuck about their fucking ARG. Yes, where there, there was a... Like a little site where you, you know, you you did your little hacker backdoor thing. You basically gave you a screen and you typed in the word guest and hit enter. And it took you to like all the memos from the Asian doctor dude, Dr. Wu. Right. And he in one of the memos, he explains that we tried to add feathers, but it kind of made the dinosaurs turn into little like failed oh, genetic suck retards. A dick. <laughs> suck a dick. No. This is how you fix it without fucking up the continuity or the lore, mm. right? Uh, which is why whenever somebody's like, no, they're just keeping in continuity with the first movie, I'm just always like, fuck you. Mm. Which is, now the first movie, even in the first movie, they say uh, that they're related to birds, yeah. right? They, I mean, it's a big part of the first movie, the way that they flock together and, and all that kind of stuff. But they've combined their DNA with frogs. Yes. So it would make sense then in Jurassic World, now that we have this information, for them to be like, so those were the old dinosaurs where we combined the DNA with frogs due to whatever, technical limitations, yeah. or that's how we were making them then. Now we've combined their DNA with birds. Yeah. And it made them have feathers. Like, it would have been as simple as that to fix it, and it wouldn't have broken continuity or, or anything like that. It would have yeah. been a fix that they could have done fucking easily, but the reason that they don't is because, you know, they feel like the, the dinosaurs in the original are iconic, so we won't sell as many tickets if we actually do it properly. Yeah. Well, I guess here's my point, is I don't give a shit, because I didn't, I thought they didn't need to make another one. So. Well, see, that's the thing. No, they didn't need to make another one at all. Like, just fucking stop making Jurassic Park movies. We have those movies. <laughs> Move the fuck on. Like, come yeah. up with something new. But if you're going to do it, at least respect the legacy of the original and how scientifically accurate it tried to be. Like, otherwise, what are you doing? You're just, I mean, that's the cash grab mentality is how can we make this as iconic as possible as uh, you know appeal to to nostalgia you know and and do it that way because that was that whole movie is yeah. there was constant callbacks to the original oh yeah constantly nonstop so just like i don't know it just it drove me fucking crazy it it just made me feel like the people who were making it didn't give enough of a fuck to think about this mm -hmm. and just wanted to make money anyway that's the first movie. Yes. Now that we've reviewed the first movie. Um, <laughs> For the second time, mind you. Have we talked about it yep. before? It was like the second episode. Okay, whatever. So we watched the trailer for Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and while the first movie I just thought was mostly generic and aside from the, uh, the, the problems I have with it scientifically, yeah. just sort of boring and bland, mm -hmm. this trailer made me fucking laugh. <laughs> like... The f when I saw the trailer for the first one, I just was like, ah, uh, that just seems like whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine, fuck it. But this trailer, like as soon as it started, I just cracked up because the first yep. thing is like, 
what's the new fucking dinosaur called? The Indoraptor. Yeah, the first thing was the Indoraptor. Indo. Whatever, the Indoraptor going on Nosferatu on a child, just like <laughs> creeping on a sleeping child. <laughs> And it looked hilarious. Like, the proportions on the thing are just comical. Like, it's got, like, yeah. a giant head and giant <laughs> hands with, like, these skinny-ass arms. Not to mention, I noticed that when you see it throughout the cha- out the trailer, its proportions seem to change. Yeah, they do. Like, and they seem to change even from the first movie. Like, it seemed way smaller in this one. The Indoraptor wasn't in the first movie. Um, That's the Indominus Rex you're thinking of. Oh, are they two different things? Yes, this is a new hybrid. Oh, my fucking God. I don't care anymore. <laughs> just, who gives a shit about your fucking hybrids? God. That just, that made me, like, even more sad and depressed. Yes. It's like, it's like dinosaurs aren't good enough, as if there's not, like, enough dinosaurs to choose from. Trust me. And this movie even proves it by having several real dinosaurs that weren't in others. Mm-hmm. <sighs> whatever. So yeah, what what are your thoughts on the trailer? Okay, I when I first watched it, I watched it as an advertisement in front of a YouTube video on my phone. Mm-hmm. It seemed a whole lot more impressive on the phone than it did <laughs> on a on a 1080p screen, 1440. You know, 1440 screen. So I can only imagine just how disappointed I would be seeing it in a theater, seeing the trailer in a theater yeah, before a movie. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, the whole thing just felt cheap and yeah. cheesy like oh there were so many cheeses parts to it like when the the security dude stops them in the hallway uh chris pratt's character's like you have to come with us right now it's not safe and then the fucking indoraptor comes along and snatches his ass oh yeah or it literally just looked like a video game <laughs> yeah it looked like dino crisis that's what we <laughs> what we reference it looked like a scene out of dino crisis if you haven't if you don't know about dino crisis it's or, resident evil with dinosaurs um except way funnier except way, it's yes. super cheese tastic like go i don't know go, <laughs> it, it, you probably can't play it on modern hardware but go no. find like a play you can of it i i i have it on my computer oh my god i need to install that and play yes, it. it's fucking hilarious but yeah go find a playthrough of it and just watch it it's great yes. it's great especially first of all the main character's name is regina yeah. Well, also, like, if you if you find a playthrough where somebody has unlocked all of the unlockable skins, yes, yes. And, like, she can just run around <laughs> dressed up like fucking, like, <laughs> I can't even describe some of the costumes. It's literally, it's literally like, she's like a bush lady where she's just got, like, the fucking, like, leaves and shit over yeah, her yeah. tits. <laughs> My God. See, and this is the thing. If we're going to go cheesy between Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and Dino Crisis, I'd rather play Dino Crisis. Because Dino Crisis is fun about it. Dra- yes. Like it doesn't it didn't feel like a ridiculous cash grab. It just felt like yeah. a stupid goofy horror survival game. Yes. And now this trailer tried to focus a lot more on the horror elements In of the massive film. Massive air quotes. Yes. Then the last trailer, which was all about the rediscovery of the dinosaurs. Yeah. So it was just like it felt really weak in the <laughs> in that, and that's that's saying I guess not saying much because I don't hate J. A. Bayona's other films, but what else has he I done? don't really like them. Uh, he did the I think he did the fucking oh right, a monster calls the impossible, the orphanage. Uh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
The Upon- Orphanage was the one I was thinking of. A Monster Calls was actually, we talked about that, yes. uh, was actually a decent movie. This one did not look like a decent movie. No. Like, and, and to be clear, like what we say about Marvel and Disney movies applies to other companies besides just Marvel and Disney that yes. this movie does not feel like a movie that was directed by a director. It mm-hmm. feels like a movie that was directed by a corporation to make money. It's executive produced by Steven Spielberg, but from what I know of the behind the scenes from the first movie, he basically has his own chair on set and sits there and occasionally throws an idea out to the to the crew and cast. And just a real quick side note, executive producer, like if you see like, oh, executive producer Steven Spielberg, that's probably going to be good, or executive producer fucking Michael Bay or, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Executive producer is a title that could literally mean anything. Yeah. It can... Technically, we're the executive producers of this podcast. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's besides the point. What what I mean is, like, executive producer could literally be just, like, a political thing. Like, oh, yeah, I met Spielberg at a party, and he said that we could use his name on this movie to yeah. sell it. Uh, here's a perfect example. The Hostel Films, executive produced by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, like, he didn't—he had— Basically, or at least the first one is. Yeah, he had basically fucking nothing to do with no, it. No, he's just so, friends with Eli Roth. So, yeah, the, the credit of executive producer is essentially meaningless because it can mean anything. Yep. Uh, so, all right, yeah. I think that's all I have to say Anyways. about uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> Moving uh, on yes. to now. Uh, what's the name? Oh, uh, bleh, Solo. Yeah, Solo. <laughs> oh, Solo. So, Solo, a Star Wars movie. Or a Star Wars story, whatever. Otherwise known as Solo, a Disney movie. Uh, yeah. So it <laughs> it looks like every other Disney movie. Yep. So much, in fact, that the very first time I saw it, I got halfway through the trailer and was like, "They've literally repackaged Guardians of the Galaxy as a Star Wars movie." Yep. It's literally like it's basically the same fucking story, you know? Oh yeah, and same visual style. Well, I mean, that's just well, Disney. Yeah. That's just Disney. Well, <laughs> it's got, well, I mean, it has the same exact visual style as Guardians of the Galaxy, like, almost to a T. Yeah, it's not as colorful, but yeah. No. It's, it's not as colorful. It seems maybe not nearly as saturated, but yeah. No. But yeah, but, like, I was watching the trailer, and I was like, holy fuck, this is, like, exactly what I've been saying for years, is that they keep making the same fucking movie over and over and over again, and now they've literally just repackaged Guardians of the Galaxy to sell to you as a Star Wars movie with, by the way, a guy playing Han Solo who fucking is just like... Okay, let me let me just say that. Everybody in the film who plays pre-existing characters in the Star Wars films, like Han Solo, yeah. Lando Calrissian, and characters like that, are nothing like the characters, the the original characters in the in that already exist. Yeah, no, none of the characters feel like themselves, uh, yeah. but especially Han. And in in fact, when I was looking through, like, so on YouTube, the yeah. the like to dislike ratio is pretty much mostly likes. But when you scroll down to the comments, almost all of them are like, "That's not Han." Like, almost every one of them are like, this does not fucking look like Han yeah. at all or and, feel like him. And we should be – sh- should we talk a little bit about, like, the production of this movie? Because the production has just been a clusterfuck. Who was uh, working, on it? It. Who was working it was, on it before? 
I don't remember. It was like it a, was a director. It pair. was a duo. Yeah, I think it was the pair that did the Lego Movie. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, right. I do not remember their names. But Chris yeah. Lord and Phil Miller or something like that. Something. I, I I don't know their names, but yeah, they did the Lego Movie. Or Chris Miller and Phil Lord or something. And I don't uh, know. so. Basically, what happened is Disney was not happy with the direction they were yes. taking the movie. Apparently, they went over-the-top slapstick comedy, according to some of the interviews. Yes, which is kind of strange that Disney wouldn't like that because, again, that's basically Guardians of the Galaxy. But, yeah, so Disney didn't like the direction that he was going with it, which yep. this right here is kind of proof of how Disney directs movies, not the directors, is that, well, just get rid of him. And instead, hire Ron Howard. Yeah. And to be to be clear, that does happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. If if the production of a movie is just going yeah. going nowhere or falling apart, yeah. to to direct or to um replace the director, but it happens, or did happen, very rarely. Like for for a production company to step in and like fire a director and replace yes. them is not something that happens typically. And when it does, it's usually like holy shit, you know, like, shit went yep. down. Which, you know. I have two notes with that. Yeah. First of all, when they fired the directing duo, I think production pretty much halted for, yeah. like, two weeks because they couldn't find anybody to direct. It's an expensive proposition to replace mm-hmm. a director, which is why it's very rarely done. Yeah. And secondly, that brings up another firing in Star Wars. Star Wars Episode Nine was supposed to be directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed the first Jurassic World. Disney recently fired him. Yes. And rehired J.J. Abrams to direct. Yes, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about another Disney uh, director that has abandoned them, mm-hmm. shall we say, for lack of a better word. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, so it's happening a lot with Disney that directors are just going like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Yep. You know, or getting kicked out. Shit, who who took over Star Wars? Which uh, one? Solo. Ron Howard. Ron Howard, yeah. So Ron Howard took over. I was surprised it sort of looked like a Ron Howard movie, given how yeah. little he actually did. Yeah, he just did, I think, if I remember right, he did minimal reshoots and finished Editing. what was left to be shot. Yeah, well, Because yeah. there was a bit left to be shot. He finished reshoots and did editing. Yeah. Overall, though, the the movie just looks like every other fucking Disney movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, there uninspired. were a little. Yeah, there were a few touches of Ron Howard here and there. Yeah, like, but I but, could tell them, but they were very brief. Yeah, overall, it just looks like an uninspired repackage of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is an mm-hmm. uninspired movie to begin with. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's Solo. Moving oh. on to okay. Skyscraper. All right. <laughs> you get to talk about this one. I don't have much to say about it. So, okay. Skyscraper is essentially Die Hard with The Rock. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> the Rock with a prosthetic leg. For, yeah, for some fucking reason. It's um, John McClane as played by The Rock, except he has a prosthetic leg. <laughs> that's, yes. That's essentially what the, the, the trailer looks like. Yes, it's... Uh... They're trapped in a building, and terrorists want to blow it up and have kidnapped his family, and he has a prosthetic leg. That's all I got out of the trailer. It's almost like it's fucking exactly like Die Hard. Yes, except, yeah. (laughs) 
first th- except the first thing I thought was completely insensitive, and I will not repeat. Okay, moving on then. Mission Impossible Fallout. Right, we did watch a trailer for that. Yeah, so this movie... I guess all I can say about this movie is, like, the previous... Mission Impossible 4 mm-hmm. at least looked like a well, Mission Im- this is the seventh one, I think. What? No. Because what was, what was Rogue Nation? Was that four or five? What the fuck is Rogue Nation? It's a Mission Impossible film. Okay, because I know... One and two yep. were done in early two thousands. The third one was Ab- Abrams, right? No. I don't know. That was like mid two thousands. The third one hold on. So yeah, Mission Impossible three was directed by Abrams. And then let me see here. I think yeah. Okay, so Mission Impossible three was directed by Abrams, and then this one coming out is the sixth one. So there is four and five, which... Yeah, so this is the sixth one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I was close. Yeah, Rogue Nation was the fifth one. Yeah, so I never saw Ghost Rogue Protocol. Nation, but I did see Ghost Protocol. It at least felt like its own thing, like it's a Mission Impossible movie. Okay, I get yep. it. But the trailer for this one just felt like it wants to be James Bond mm-hmm. really badly. So, I don't know. The movie just looked bland and boring and like every other fucking action movie coming out now. Yeah. Get used to hearing us use that description. Yeah. Honestly. Once we get to sort of the end of this list, then things change a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, overall, because our next movie is Cloverfield Paradox, which... Oh, boy. Holy God. Um, You know what I love about this? What? This is like... The trilogy, or or the quadrilogy here. We have Solo, Skyscraper, Mission Impossible, and Cloverfield. Yeah. Three movies, or four movies, that want to be something else, right? Yeah. So you have Solo, which just is Guardians of the Galaxy. Pretty much. You have Skyscraper, which is just Die Hard. Yep. You have Mission Impossible, Fallout, which is just James Bond. And then you have Cloverfield Paradox, which is basically just life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This trailer for, or the trailer for... Cloverfield Paradox just looked like the trailer for the movie Life, which was just a ripoff of Alien, basically. So this is a ripoff of a ripoff. That's pretty much what I have to say. Is it just? I think it even rips off it. Like in the trailer, there's a scene that's pretty much exactly a scene in Life. Yeah, as well. Um, So and and so yeah. Speaking of Abrams, though, why don't you tell us about the goings on and the behind the scenes of uh, of of Cloverfield? All right. Uh, here, where is that? I wrote it down here somewhere. Oh I yeah, I ones. I did say we would talk about Cloverfield last. Yeah. Night, so but whatever. Here, let's just let's just yeah get it out of the way. Let's just because we have we have a lot more trailers. Holy shit! Yeah, we have a fuck ton more. Trailers. We watched a fuck ton. So Cloverfield Paradox, it was produced by J.J. Abrams. It was supposed to be very closely. Produced, like, pretty much directed by Abrams yeah. without being directed by Abrams, like the first Cloverfield. But he jumped ship last minute before it was finished because of the, the Colin s- Trevorrow getting fired and Disney rehiring him yeah, for so Star Wars Episode Nine. He abandoned ship to go direct uh, Star Wars Episode Nine and sort of just left Cloverfield sort of floundering by yeah. itself and so it turned into a shit show and 
then Paramount was like, holy fuck, what do we do? This is going to be horrible. And Netflix came in. Netflix bought the film for $50 million, turning something that they projected to be a huge flop into a profitable film for them. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. And it, it shows even in the trailer. Like, the trailer looks so fucking just cheesy and generic and bland. And here's the thing, too. I hadn't even heard anything about this movie right. until people were like, oh, yeah, it's on Netflix. And I was just like, what? Yes. Like, the la- <laughs> where did this fucking movie come from? <laughs> yes. The last I'd heard, it was still called The God Particle, and it still had no release date. Yeah. I was just like, wait, wait. There's a new fucking Cloverfield <laughs> movie since when? Yeah. And yeah. So I, I went on Netflix, and I haven't watched it yet, but Neither I watched the trailer, I. and I was just like, oh, my Jesus, Lord Christ. Like, <laughs> this is just life again. Yeah. That's all it is. And apparently, according to pretty much all of the reviews, it is as bad as it looks. But it's yeah. turning oh, a oh profit. God. It's turning huge profit on Netflix with streaming hits. Yeah. Because everybody's like, holy shit, new Cloverfield, and they watch it. Yeah, exactly. Because Cloverfield has managed to like build this weird fan base around it of like, because, okay. The first Cloverfield did this whole ARG thing that people were really into. Yes. And went and, you know, like discovering all of these clues hidden around. Yes. Hidden around uh, the internet. And so it sort of developed that fan base, that following of like each new movie will unlock a new part of the secret. And so people are like, holy shit, a new Cloverfield movie. We better go see it. And, and yeah, that was the mm. promise of this movie. Is yeah. Like, it, it it tells you how it all started, as yeah. if that's something that we fucking needed. Basically, the premise is 10 years ago, so 2008 when the first Cloverfield came out, yeah. that's when the first aliens invaded. And this is the story of why they're invading. Yeah, and it's basically just like astronauts in a fucking space station doing some doing... experiment with fucking yeah. something. Which is life. Again, yeah. that's just life. Now, keep in mind... There are three movies in yeah. Cloverfield. Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and The Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield were both decent movies. The first one's still my favorite. Yeah. You know, like... Well, of, of course. Well, nah, a lot of people don't like the first one and liked 10 Cloverfield hmm. Lane instead because a lot of people were like, oh, the first one's a found footage movie and it's all shaky cam and it makes me sick to watch. Right. Motion sickness. Motion sick, and I'm just like, I, I mean, I've never experienced that with a movie, Neither so I'm I. just like, okay, whatever, fine. But and, and then you move to Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it's like, it's it's <clears throat> it's a movie that's more interesting than it is good. You know, you watch it, and the premise is really interesting, and you know, the acting is great, especially Goodman. Yes. You know, like I wanted to like it a lot, but the story just wasn't quite there, and then the mm. ending. Mm, we're going with this ending, are we? <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, it's I like the first Cloverfield a lot, but I've also never had any interest in seeing any more Cloverfield movies. Yeah. They gave us Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I watched it, and I was like, "All right, fine, I guess." Yeah, you know? I didn't even know it was like related to Cloverfield. I thought it just shared Cloverfield in its name until I saw it and then read about it online. Yeah. Because the aliens aren't the same aliens. No, and that's what I liked about it, right? Is is I like the idea of Cloverfield being not 
like a, a continuous franchise of movies that all take place in the same universe. Yeah. I like the idea of Cloverfield being a collection of movies that tell similar stories in very different ways. Yes. Uh, that is not, in fact, what <laughs> what mm-hmm. uh, Extinction. What's it called? What's the new one called? Paradox. Paradox. I don't like. I kept wanting to call it Life. Um, <laughs> it's not what Life looks like. Life just looks like uh, your standard generic bullshit sequel that's gonna tie everything together. Well, you're calling it Life now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, you can see how much it just reminds you of that in that fact. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The trailer just looks exactly like the trailer for Life. It's ridiculous. Except less Gyllenhaal, which is a minus in my book. So. But yes, apparently the ARG, the websites for the ARG were resurrected with each film. You know, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, though nobody really gave a shit about it because nobody yeah. had any fucking clue. And then it was for this film. But with this film. The ARG went back online the day before the Super Bowl trailer, mm. which happened to be the day that it was releasing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, all right. So that's pretty much all I got on that. It just looks yeah. like generic uh, crap. So moving on to Red Sparrow. I don't even remember what that trailer is. Uh, it. I don't know. It's a movie based on a book about a... Like, okay, here's how sad it is. We just watched this yeah. trailer, and I don't even remember okay. what it is. I know it's based on a book. It, I know. I remember I compared it to Atomic Blonde because mm. it just looked like that, but worse somehow. And it was about some lady who becomes like a Russian spy, and that's it. something like that. It it looked like salt. Yeah, as pretty far much. As I remember, but so yeah. Okay, moving on from that one. Avengers Infinity War. We'll keep this one brief because I think we've harped on we've, Disney we've long enough, on Disney even enough, so. on this episode. Yeah. So it again, it just looks like every other fucking Marvel movie. I yeah. Mean, there's nothing special um, about it. Whatsoever. All it all it has is all of the Marvel heroes that have been in movies up till now, including Benedict Cumberbund <laughs> and uh, Benedict Wacky Slap. Yes, Benedict Wacky Slap. Um, and that's all it has going for it. Well, Otherwise, it, it is it, it is a shadow of the comic book that it came from. And as a movie on its own, it just looks like generic Disney garbage. It looks like bland generic Disney garbage, except that this time it has Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking oh, yeah. Doctor Strange and Black Panther. And yep, pretty goody. much. Yay, I guess. Um, okay. All right. Moving on to something. Oh wait, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had something interesting. Nope. Uh, we. Oh well. Okay. All right. Uh, Venom. So I think um, most people, if you don't read comics, uh, which I don't, by the way, if anybody yes. was wondering, but I you do. do. But I think most people would know Venom from Spider-Man Three. Probably, which is very bad. I would hope that people, yeah. 90s kids, I would hope, would remember the Spider-Man animated TV mm, series yeah. with Venom, which is one of the most iconic appearances of Venom. Yeah, so in in Spider-Man 3, we got fucking Eric from that 70s show <laughs> yeah. being uh, turned into a fucking black goopy alien. Um, so yeah, Venom 
eh, it just it just looks like every fucking like it's not Which Marvel, but it looks like I mean the the comic is Marvel, but yeah. uh, it's not Disney. Yes, it's but not it Disney. Looks Disney. It just it fucking looks like every fucking Disney movie. Which is sad. I mean, I'm just, hoping it's just this trailer. Yeah, because oh my god, can you imagine a Venom yeah. movie that is almost like a horror? Yes, like, that would be fucking awesome. But we're never though, gonna get that yeah. movie. Though I'm pretty sure I already know which comic storyline it's following. Mm. Uh, it's a I if I'm right, which I could be completely wrong, but it seems like so far. It'll be following a future, the future Foundation Venomverse. The I don't remember what the actual title was, but basically it's about a scientist who's obsessed with the symbiote, and you know basically fucks with it in a laboratory and ends up creating several other symbiotes that attach themselves to other people, and Venom has to fight them. As far as the movie goes, it just it yeah, it just looks like every fucking other superhero movie coming out, which is not mm-hmm. like. When I heard they are making a Venom movie, I was like, okay, great. Like, a, a superhero movie that I can sort of get behind. Something that has the potential yeah. to be different. But no, instead, it just looks like all of them. Yeah. And now, the reason I do bring up the uh, the comic line that I'm sure it's based on is because, while it would be nice to see that comic storyline be done... I kind of wanted an original Venom story as a horror film, like you said. Yeah, like... Or at least more of horror aspects. Yeah, and, like, we... When we shit on superhero movies a lot... Yeah. Like, something that we, I think, have failed to neglect... or Failed to <laughs> we, neglect? We failed to neglect it. Yeah. No, something that we have neglected to state... Yeah. ...is that... Most superhero movies seem like they have to take stories from the comics. Mm-hmm. And not only do they take stories from the comics, but they water them down. Right? They're they're yeah. never the actual story. They're Yeah, whether it's their missing property or they or the sto- or the storyline just so fucking convoluted that you'd need 15 other movies to set it up. Yeah, so not only are they basic they 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 think that they can't do anything original. Yeah, they take the stuff that they've already done and just made it worse. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another layer on top of like why superhero movies suck. Anyway, speaking of superhero movies, let's now move on to another superhero movie that mm. I'm actually interested in, which is Deadpool two. Right, we saw the trailer for Deadpool two. That was entertaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like fucking around with like <laughs> fucking with action, action figures. figures. Sticking his action figure crotch in another action figure's yeah, face. And this of course follows the, the, the first trailer for Deadpool 2 where he's yes. like painting. Yep. Has <laughs> Bob Ross. Bob Ross trailer, yeah. You know, like that's that's <laughs> what I like about Deadpool is one, it doesn't take itself seriously. Oh yeah. Obviously. For sure. Like the trailer itself started off with the effects being unfinished. And then yeah. Deadpool was yeah. fucking around with the action figures, like, you gotta fix these effects. So, yeah, the, the movie doesn't take itself seriously. The movie knows what it is. Yeah. And it just wants to have fun, you know? Yes, and, for sure. And that's, if I'm gonna watch a superhero movie, that's sort of what I want it to be. If it's, like, if it's not gonna take itself super seriously, like the Chris Nolan Batman movies, yes. then it needs to be somewhat self aware and. It needs yeah. to have fun with itself. Yeah, like that's something I think 
that I missed from Spider-Man yeah. is Spider-Man in the comics breaks the fourth wall, talks to the audience, has fun with it. Yeah. And, hmm, I don't know. This, this is a hard point to make because yeah. pe- people tend to just their, – their whole argument whenever I start shitting on superhero movies is like, they're just supposed to be fun. You're not supposed to like – you know, d- dig into them and like nitpick them. Well, here's the thing: if they're not being fun, then they then here's how they should make them fun. Yeah, like, and not every movie has to be Deadpool and break the fourth no, wall no, constantly. No. But just the characters that sort of call for it. Yeah, but just uh, God, I don't know. I, yeah, we'll we'll maybe we'll talk about that whole thing yeah, another time. That but, might be a bonus episode. But like in the works. Deadpool 2 feels like it's having fun, and it feels like the people who are making it want to fucking make it. Especially uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, especially Ryan Reynolds. Like, Ryan Reynolds seems like he's having the time of his life making Deadpool movies, and that's great because that's something that I don't get from other superhero movies. Yeah, like, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't (laughs) seem like he wants to be there. Robert Downey Jr. just seems straight up miserable. Yes, Chris Hemsworth is trying to have fun, or... Yeah, Hemsworth, Thor. He's trying to have fun yeah. with it. Chris Evans just sort of invisible, <laughs> and he doesn't. He doesn't like. It doesn't seem like he much wants like, to be there, but he also doesn't want to not be there. Much like Captain America. <laughs> yes, he's just invisible. Yeah. Um, this movie it looks entertaining. I'm gonna hope that you know they didn't fuck it up, and because yeah. here's the thing: the trailer does look pretty edge lord. Aside from Deadpool's. Antics. Jokes. Yeah. Aside from Deadpool's antics, the trailer looks pretty, yeah, edgelord and super serious. And I'm hoping yeah. that in the movie, there's a, a back and forth between like this uber serious character and then Deadpool, who's yeah. uber not serious. I'm hoping that there's there's a real back and forth where Deadpool's just yes, fucking yes. with him constantly. And that's what it should be, because that's how they portray the characters in the comics yeah. in the game Deadpool. Yeah, which I never played. I mean, yes. I wanted to, but I never got got around to yeah. playing. So, game. if you don't know, the super serious characters are pretty much everybody. Everybody takes it, you know, sort of super seriously, except for Deadpool, mm-hmm. but especially the character of Cable, played by Josh Brolin. Yeah, you know, in all the other mediums that Cable and Deadpool show up together, Cable is really super serious about his mission, and you know, is a total fucking edge lord about it, and Deadpool's there to take the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm hoping that they do it well. I'm I'm hoping to enjoy this movie. Yes. Because I I I mean I have my issues with the first one, but I still love yeah. the first Deadpool. Yeah. At this point, I'm guaranteed to buy a ticket and go see it. Yeah. We're gonna have to see how the future of Deadpool is now that yes. Disney has their their hands on it. Grubby claws. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't know about that because I because simultaneously I'm like well. Disney doesn't own. Oh wait, no. Disney does own Spider. No, Spider Man, Sony. Sony. Disney, it's a joint so, partnership. Yeah, Disney doesn't own Spider Man, but Disney is using Spider Man now, and now they own Deadpool. So yes. I'm like, we could totally have the movie where Deadpool just spends the entire movie hitting on Spider Man. Like, yes, I want that movie so fucking badly. Like, for those who don't know, like that's a thing in the comics is yes, that yes, Deadpool just and wants- in the and in the Disney cartoon on Disney X. Uh, XD, I think it is. Yeah, is that Deadpool just wants to fuck Spider-Man in the worst way. 
And I want that movie yes. so badly. Yes. But now that Disney has it, I don't know if that's ever going to well, happen. Okay, for those who don't know, people were really worried about R-rated properties. Yes. You know, Deadpool, uh, the new X-Men film. Yeah. And all that, who are rated R coming into Disney. People are upset Dis- about that. Disney as far has- as we know, they said they'll consider making R-rated films. Yeah, because Disney has a history of never having made an R-rated film, aside from that other company that they <laughs> refuse to admit that they own, right. um, which, yeah, that was uh, Miramax, yep. uh, for those who don't know. But, yeah, so Disney doesn't make R-rated movies, but now they own a fuck ton of R-rated properties, so yes. are they going to stick to them, or are they going to water them down, and we're going to end up with PG-13 Deadpool, which nobody wants, Disney. Yeah, no. We already technically had that with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, my God. Don't even remind me. Which, that was yes. Ryan Reynolds also. Yes. Ryan Reynolds, but Scott Adkins <laughs> doing the fighting, which is fucking weird. It's like, in, in that movie, it's like, okay... Let's take a character that's known for his mouth and make him not talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what really fuck? Fucking genius move. <laughs> so that's Deadpool 2. I'm looking yep. forward to it. I hope it's good. Same here. Uh, moving on to... Holy shit. What? I can't read my hand right Let now. Let me Hold see. On. No. Okay. Wait. Do you need me to look at that? <laughs> oh, my God. No, wait. It's... Oh, hereditary. <laughs> I was like I was like hereditary. <laughs> what the fuck is hereditary? Nice. No, so okay, hereditary, yeah. All right. I don't remember what this trailer was. Either. God damn it. Okay, it was a uh, horror film, I think, about oh, the crazy right. lady. Yes, this was the one uh done by A24. The, eight, well, it was A24, but it was done by the producer of The Witch. Yes. Uh, and it had, Which I did not like The Witch, first of neither all. Neither did I. It was... Like, you want to talk about Edgelord movies. Yes. Holy God. Like Now, the, this had the same vibe as that. Yeah, so... so I wanted to like The Witch. Yes. I liked the atmosphere. It had this, like, really, like, sort of uh, crushing horror thriller atmosphere to it that yes. I, I, I liked. But the, the movie itself, you're just watching and you're like, okay... She's grinding a baby into paste. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a point where you go too far and it's no longer horror. It's just hilarious. Yes. And, and grinding a baby into paste in a giant mortar and pestle is that point. Yeah. Okay? That, that just seems like a robot chicken sketch. Yeah. Like, then, I don't even think they needed to make fun of it on the show. And then at the end, they're like fucking naked on broomsticks flying off into the sky. You're just yep. like... Who thought this was scary? This Who is, greenlit this? It's just hilarious. Um, and yeah, so Hereditary has the the same sort of like vibe where it, it seems more interested in being weird than it does in like telling a story because I can't tell you what the story is. Yeah. After watching the trailer, like I remember the trailer now, and I, it's about people who like, okay, some lady, her mother died. And she's crazy or something. People die. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. craziness being hereditary. Yeah, fucking because uh, yeah. it keeps blasting your face. This is the real terror in the real world. Yeah, it was just like okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Magic it, mushrooms kick off, please. Like eight eight twenty four. I like as a production company. They yes. do a lot of good work, but I don't know about this one. 
So moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about this one real quick. All right. Unsane. You had not heard of this movie. No. Uh, I showed you the trailer for it. It's directed by. Um, fuck. Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, Soderbergh. Now I showed you the trailer for the movie. It look the the movie itself looks halfway decent. It looks like it could be interesting. It's yeah, basically about a woman who is put in a psychiatric hospital, but you don't know if she's insane or not. Yes, interest interesting premise. You know, there's not a new premise, but interesting. There's a lot you can do with it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: this movie was shot on an iPhone, and it shows. I don't mean. There's a part that's shot on an iPhone. No, the entire fucking movie was shot on an iPhone, and you look at it, and you're just like, yes, this movie was shot on an iPhone. (laughs) Why, Soderbergh? Why Uh would you intentionally make that decision to shoot a movie on an iPhone? Uh, A a camera where you can't change the lens. Mm -hmm. You have no depth of field on it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it had a tiny fucking sensor, horrible compression. Why would you do that to yourself? Is it is it marketing? Is that all it is? It's like people might find this interesting because it was shot on a phone. Maybe. I I don't know why. Like ah, it's like it's like if you look at um, Twenty Eight Days Later, a good movie, but then you're like. Why would you make the decision to shoot this on mini DV? <laughs> Why would you intentionally make that decision? Yeah, so I I don't know. The movie itself looks like it could be decent, but I'm gonna have a hard time getting over how shit the movie looks. Yeah. Cause it looks like phone footage. You know why? Cause it is. <laughs> yes, not to mention the weird aspect ratio. Yeah, uh well it... <sighs> Yeah, it's not. It was like sixteen by ten, but a bit skinnier. Well, what it looked like was the original film aspect ratio. Yeah. Or or unmatted um, super thirty five is what yeah. it looks like, and I don't know why because phones don't shoot in that aspect ratio. Phones shoot in sixteen nine, so yeah. I don't know why it ended up in that strange yeah aspect ratio. It was really weird. <sighs> Maybe it was cropped to that for some reason. But why would you do that? I don't know. Because this, here's this the whole thing. Thi- this whole movie, I just, I just keep asking why. Because here's the thing: there, there was a movie that came out recently that I, I yeah. need to see. I haven't seen it yet. It's called Ghost Story. That movie was shot intentionally in full screen. Hmm. That's one thing. Yeah. This was like this weird fucking not full screen but not widescreen like in between aspect ratio that you usually only ever see on raw footage before it's been processed and matted. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was just fucking weird. All right. Moving on now to our final trailer, which this one was is is more of a joke trailer. All right. Hurricane Heist, otherwise <laughs> known as Hard Rain 2018. <laughs> yes, and you can thank me for that reference. Yeah. I, I'm the one that put it together in the first place. You said that, but I said Hard Rain 2018. Fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw this movie, I was like, this is Hard Rain. <laughs> this is Hard Rain. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so Hard Rain was a shitty 90s movie with Christian Slater and fucking... Oh, God. Pretty much all of the 90s actors. Oh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yep. Where basically they just, yeah, it's about. They rob a bank in the. No, no, no not a bank. Or, it's a. Uh, um, what was it? 
Uh, armored car. Yeah, an armored an armored car in heavy rain. In in like a flood. Yep. So hur- <laughs> hurricane heist is went edgier went, and, uh, and now it's a fucking hurricane where there's like buildings and cars and shit and they rob everywhere. They rob the U.S. Treasury as well. Yeah, and you're just <laughs> you're like <laughs> this. This was the opportune moment to rob a bank. Apparently. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, guess they figured there'd be nobody there because of the hurricane warning. I mean, it, but... it looks like Sharknado. Like, yes. it, it looks that fucking stupid. Or, uh, uh, actually, you know what it looks more like? Mm. It looks like Skyline or Geo... Oh, what's the fucking one where... Geostorm. Geostorm, yeah. It looks like Skyline or Geostorm. Yes. Where it's just over the top. Uh, like... There was some real janky, like, sci-fi shit yeah, in there for some really reason. really bad effects. Yeah. It looks super cheap, super over-the-top, and super fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay, I so, got holy God. We ended that. We have a little bit left to talk about here. Well, that's, but that's, not all, trailers. that's all the trailers. Let's move on to news. And uh, to, to get into news, we're going to sort of jump out of the trailers and, and go back to... Cloverfield Paradox, because I accidentally read that out of order. Yes, yes, you did. uh, Yeah, let us continue with the whole Netflix doodle bob. Yeah, so if you don't remember from like half hour, hour ago now, J.J. Abrams jumped ship to go back to Star Wars, and so Paramount, after the whole shit show that was after J.J. Abrams left, Paramount sold it to Netflix for $50 million dollars, Turning it from a financial failure at the box office into a financial success, not having to worry about yes, so drawing in a crowd. Let's explain what that means. Is basically they had already made the movie, like the movie production was complete, yes. and they looked at it and they were like, "Oh my god, this movie looks terrible," uh, and from that expected it to be a flop. Yep. At that point, they have to release it. They have to try to recoup some of their costs, right? Yep. And they expected the movie to be a flop, which means that they wouldn't make they, they wouldn't, wouldn't make the amount they wouldn't make the budget back. Yeah, they wouldn't break even. They wouldn't make yep. the budget back. So Netflix comes along and is like, like we want that film. Yeah. Now, why does Netflix want this movie? Not because they want this movie. No. Because they want the franchise. Yeah. Right. So no. Well, from what I know and I've read, Netflix wants sci-fi films in general. Right, but my my point is they don't just oh. want this one shitty movie. They want more Cloverfield movies that, that they control. Is, that most likely, yes. Uh, so they bought it for fifty million dollars, which is more than the movie, more than the budget of the movie, right? Yes. Which means that Paramount is that who made it? Yes, Paramount. It, it, Paramount made money yes. on it without having to spend any money on marketing. Yep. So Paramount's like, you want it? Fucking take it. Because they knew that they weren't going to make any money off of it because the movie looks like ass, which it does. Yes. Uh, so Netflix was just like, here you go, fam, and like made it rain and, <laughs> and fucking bought the movie. And so Paramount's happy, and now Netflix has a new franchise. Yep. But it is not the only one. Nope. So there's bought. a butterfly effect from that. That led to them buying another film called Extinction yeah. from Universal. Which, I don't know anything about Extinction, but I know it was supposed to debut, it was supposed to start in theaters on January 26th. Now, when Universal sold them the rights, they also pulled the theater release date. Right, so now it's just going on Netflix. Netflix. 
Now, following that, okay, Netflix. Hold on. This one pisses me off. So, yeah. before we say what this next movie is, yep. My history with Netflix original shit is I don't like it. It's yep. mostly bad, and I don't know why because they're. I don't, I, it's like they give the okay. So we bitch a lot about Disney basically yeah. controlling the every fucking movie that comes out and making it the same. Yep. I think Netflix is too far in the opposite direction, where they just like let the filmmakers do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, unchecked. they just throw money. They just throw money on it. Let the filmmakers do whatever the fuck that they want, un, completely unchecked, and then you just end up with a mess of a movie because nobody was there to say maybe we should like tighten this up or not do that or this and that and so you just you just end up with a mess a, a subpar movie yeah i mean fucking the death note movie is a good example oh my of that god i f- why did you have to remind like i literally forgot about that movie's existence until you brought it up right now i'm sorry but it's a perfect example of this it is the this. perfect example because almost all netflix stuff is just shitty and you can easily tell that by the series, like the, the the TV series that they've bought and made seasons yep. for, because it's like the show is great, and then Netflix buys it, and oh, the show's not great anymore. Yep. It's series after series after series after fucking series Let's that see they here. do this to. Home Improvement, Orange is the New Black. Home Improvement? Or, what? No, uh, <laughs> fucking, there's another one, something improv, improvement, something like that. Uh, I don't know. Or like Arrested Development oh, or something. Oh, yes, Arrested Development, that was not was. Home Improvement. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't watch much television stuff. Home Improvement. I don't even know Come what on, that Tim is. Come on, Tim Allen, get off your ass. We're okay. resurrecting Home Improvement. Right, that was the Tim Allen show. <laughs> it's a Tim, Tim Allen sitcom. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> no, okay. So Anyways, yeah. I've made myself look like an idiot. Arrested, so, Arrested Development, Development, Orange, Orange is, is the New, New Black, Black, Full House, um, uh, oh, what let's was see that here, Magic drama. School Bus. Oh, yeah, Magic School um, Bus. What was, what was the fucking cop drama? Oh, I can't cop remember. Drama. I can't remember what it is. There's a there's a cop drama that I actually really liked, and then Netflix bought it after its third season and made the fourth season, oh, fuck. and it I was just know. shit. It was on. I like I couldn't watch it. I don't remember what the fucking name of it was. Ugh. Anyway, so yeah. Well, yeah. It it's a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Mm, yeah. They also fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the countless. Uh, movies yep. that they're they're trying to put out, like yep, you the said, stand up shows. Oh my god, they ruin! Oh, like stand up almost pisses me off even more because it's like they took great stand ups and it's like they didn't give them enough time to properly write a set. So when you go watch um, Jim Jeffries' Bear or um, oh, I can't remember the other one that was just awful, but ba- basically like you watch these good stand ups and you're just yeah. like, what the. F- fuck happened they're, the the netflix specials just suck they're getting better i yeah. will say that they're getting better i but... think my biggest problem is just the amount that they put out of yes them. oh my god there's so many yeah and then and then of course like the animes every fucking yep. one of their animes is just trash except for neo yokio because that show's fucking hilarious <laughs> well did did you watch the new godzilla mm, uh i watched part of it any good it has that weird faux 2D to it. Yeah, the I computer mean, animated, yeah. like, semi-seat, like, yeah. 2.5D, we'll call it yeah. that okay. animation. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like what I saw in the movie. Like, it's an interesting movie. It's just, 
the entrance bar for me to sit down and watch it is really fucking high because of the animation. Yeah. If it was just straight 2D, I'd be fine. Yeah. You know, I'd sit down, I'd watch that, you know, fucking I'd love it. The animation is hard to watch, but that's, yes. that's Netflix. Like, almost, I think all of Netflix's animes are animated like that. It's just like... Uh, no, not most of them. Yeah. In 2.5D like that? Yeah, and that weird semi sort of not really anime sort of CG. Huh. All of the Netflix original Weird. animes are animated in that style. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh, wait, I've only no, seen okay. a few. Neo Gokyo is not. And and neither is, what was it called, like Seven Deadly Sins? Or yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins wasn't animated like that, but I no. think all of the others are. I would have to go check, but yeah. I know at least three others are that I've tried to watch, yeah. and I've just been like, oh my god. Yeah, I know there's a lot of them. I'm just, it's hard to keep track of. All of the Netflix original shit oh, now. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so much. But yes. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Okay. I keep so. talking about Neo Yokio, and okay. I will get into that like crazy if we don't get back on okay, topic. Okay. So that was a huge tangent. The point being, Netflix original stuff is generally horrifically disappointing. Yes. Which is why this next movie that they bought pisses me the fuck off. What is it? So after Extinction. They decided to buy the rights to Annihilation. It's still coming out in theaters. <sighs> but now Netflix owns rights to make more of those movies. Yes. So Annihilation is a movie that I was really looking forward to. It it's looks based really on a book series. And here's the thing is like I can sit here and I can be happy that it's like, okay, it's coming out in theaters. But it's also simultaneously going to come out on Netflix streaming. And uh, I- it's not going to be simultaneous. It's going to be after a couple months. What? Like, they're not doing it simultaneous from what I read. I would have to look at that because usually that they do. That's Netflix's yeah. thing is Netflix hates theaters. Yeah, usually they do. But from what I understand, their agreement gave them a few months to release in theaters. I'll, I'll have to look at that. So. But, okay, so, but here's the major problem is Netflix bought the movie. Yep. The movie has already been made, so Netflix can't really fuck with it. Mm-hmm. However, it is the first movie or or the first story in a three-book franchise. So now Netflix has the rights, in theory, uh, I don't know, I like I would assume mm-hmm. that they have the rights to books two and three. And if the first movie is as good as I hope it is, I don't want Netflix fucking meddling. You know, I yeah, mm, I God, it just makes me angry. Like, why does everything that I'm interested in have to go to a company that's just gonna fucking destroy it? Yeah, and apparently this also isn't like sort of a temporary thing for Netflix. Apparently, they plan to do this for a lot more movies. Yeah, I I like yeah. <laughs> You know what's really sad mm. is we started this podcast essentially all about movies in the film industry. Yeah. Anybody listening probably thinks we fucking hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true. It's not true. It's just the current state of the film industry is horrific. Yeah. It is a nightmare. Yeah. All of these companies that don't know what the fuck they're doing are just shoveling out these these things that they think will make money without any artistic integrity to them whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the worst fucking time to want to be a filmmaker because this is the film industry now. It's just fucking garbage. Yes. 
basically where we're at is Disney runs 90% of the film industry yeah. and the others in the film industry now have an ability to just offload a film to Netflix if they don't like it or think it will not perform well. Yeah, because cuz Netflix apparently they want they agree to buy anything that the that uh these film studios don't want. So yeah, because What's important to note here is that Netflix wants to build their own catalog of Netflix original stuff. We've we've talked about this before, where they don't want to carry other studios' property anymore. Yeah. They want only their own stuff. So because there's a huge licensing contract that comes with streaming. Yeah. So they're they're looking for movies that they can call Netflix original, where they don't have to pay licensing or royalties. They yep. can just release it on their platform and not have to have to deal with it. So essentially, what it looks like Netflix is doing is just buying the other company's leftovers and then making their own shit that they don't know how to make. Yeah. That's what it seems like, which fucking frustrates me. The only company that seems to be doing anything halfway decent, or companies, I should say, are like the the lesser sort of semi-indie companies where it's like, they're not indie, but, you know, like A24. Lower level companies that are seem more interested in the artistic integrity of what they're doing. Yeah. A24 is killing it lately. Like they're they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Uh you know, and and yep. the, the other companies like them, which I'm trying to fucking think of their names. Miramax used to be one, but you know, the then, whole Weinstein yeah. incident. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it <clears throat> the big the big players in the film industry are just pissing me yeah. the fuck off right now. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. And speaking of this, I would like to add an addendum to talking about everything that I'd found out recently. Okay. So, recent Blu-rays have stopped adding the ultraviolet codes to them. Oh, yeah, because ultraviolet's now because extinct. Yeah, it's not extinct yet, but all five of the big six, which the big six are the six largest film studios. Yeah. They all used to be a part of this ultraviolet which, you know, you'd get a movie, you'd get a code, and you'd be able to download a film, you know. Yeah. They all jumped ship for the last in the big six platform, Disney. Yeah. So they're all on the Movies Anywhere platform now, and they're all bailing. And a lot of the other video platforms that were partnered with them, such as Cinema Now and Flickster Video, also jumped ship. And I think Cinema Now actually went under, so... So, yeah, it's a fucking just weird time for movies. I mean, everything is up in the air. Media is going crazy. We already yep. talked about the the DVD, Blu-ray, 4K fiasco. <laughs> yes. Um, and the fact that they're already trying to work on 8K. Yeah, and then there's the whole mess that is streaming. Yep. And, and now on top, of, on top of streaming, you also have the, the codes – Right, which is still yep. streaming, but separate from like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all that kind of shit. It's its own sort of thing. It's just mm. like the the whole landscape of of home video of of home media is just fucking wonky. <laughs> it's going, yeah, it's going insane. There, yeah, there's no footing right now. Everything is just sort of up in the air, going crazy. Yeah, every time that I go online to look something up. I'm just 
fucking lost as to what the fuck is going on. Like, I'll look something up and I'll write it down for this. And then I'll go back a few days later and that's no longer right anymore. <laughs> like, Or like that, you know, oh, this looks like a promising film. A few days later, holy shit, this turned out to be an awful film. Yeah, everything is just... Everything is just in a bad place right now. Yeah. Mm. So now that we've gone through that, what else do you got? Okay, so the last little bit of news here, uh, and there's not a whole lot of information or a whole lot to say on it, but Gore Verbinski walked away from Gambit. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Gore Verbinski is one of my favorite underrated directors uh he directed the yeah <laughs> you all right the beer coming back up <laughs> um so he he directed pirates of the caribbean one two and three mm, the not, good ones yes the good ones not four uh he directed the ring the american remake of the ring yep. which was actually really good, good. I, I watched like it, it yeah i watched it a few months back for the first for like the first serious time sitting mm. down without being like, uh, it's an American remake. No, it's actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, he also did Rango, which was that animated yeah. thing. Which, which I enjoyed. Oh, um, god damn it. <laughs> I was going to say his his latest one. Uh, a Cure for Wellness ah, yes. he did recently, which is also really, really interesting. Uh, I had my issues with it, but, I mean, overall, it's a, it, it was a true gothic Yeah horror that you don't see anymore it had a real gothic atmosphere to it that i really loved yeah we uh, we still don't have any word on what happened to the bioshock movie that he was supposed to direct (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's been like fucking 10 years now (laughs) i i think um bioshock infinite would make a great movie but i'm perfectly happy never seeing that movie because i don't think anybody will make it well no especially with how video game movies have yeah. been in general forever. So he was supposed to be directing Gambit, but yep. he, he which was an X Men spinoff film. Yes, uh, he walked away from it, citing creative differences in massive is, air quotes, which is the same thing that everybody who either gets kicked out of or walks away from a Disney movie says. Like it's ridiculous like how many fucking directors now have just been like creative differences like that was the excuse with chris miller and phil lord when they got kicked out of solo yeah when they got kicked out of solo that was their excuse Uh, it's just oh my god you know it mm. yeah you know i i I don't really have a whole lot to say about this other than than it's just (laughs) further proof of how like i think uh the People are becoming disenfranchised with Disney, I think, and especially the people working in the industry. Yeah. From what I remember, he was excited when he signed on to this film when it was with Fox. Right. See, that's the thing, is the film was with Fox when he signed on. Then Disney buys out Fox, and he walks away. I Now, clearly we don't know that that's why or if that's you know the, the reason at all. We yeah. don't know, but I it's... Mm, it looks pretty suspicious, suspicious to me. Very uh, suspect. It, because here's the thing: is Gore Verbinski is a director that has a very clear voice. Like when you watch one of his movies, you probably know it's his if you know him. You know, yeah. the, the Ring. It feels very unique. You know, it it doesn't even feel like the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels very much like his version of the Ring. Same thing with 
Pirates of the Caribbean, nobody else could have made those movies. Oh, Gore yeah. Verbinski, no. like those those movies are made in his image, even though they were Disney. But no. it was before Disney was like this fucking monster that it is now. Yes. Though I do find it fascinating, it was based on a theme park ride. Yes, it was based on <laughs> on Disney's theme park yep. ride. Yeah. And then I mean Rango, like I mean fucking come on, <laughs> like nobody else was gonna make that movie. Yeah, especially um, Johnny Depp playing the main yeah, character. Yeah, so so this is a guy that has a a very specific vision to his filmmaking, and when you're under a company that wants all of their movies to look exactly the same, it's easy to see why you would walk away. Yeah. So, again, we don't know if that's the reason, but it's, again, pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out in a few months from someone who leaked it or some Something. Something. Like, I pretty much guarantee you in, like, 20 years from now, we're going to see a lot of the the current Disney filmmakers going, oh, yeah, Disney was a nightmare to work for. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all of our news. That's, that's everything we've got. Holy yep. fuck, we made it to the end of this episode. How Yay. long is it? Uh, two hours long, but minus uh, some breaks. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay, that's not as bad. It as evens I out it a would bit, be, but yeah. So, whoo! This was a doozy to get through. Yes, that is all we have for this week. Unless there's anything left that uh, you um, want to say about anything. No, I think we're on to recommending films. Right. I forgot that we do that. God yes. Damn um, it. Hey, don't even, all right? You forgot hey. to come up with one for the past two fucking episodes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, do you have one to recommend? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, do that while I think. <laughs> all right. I recommend All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a really old film from the 1930s about World War One. It's about some German schoolboys back during that time. And they are filled with the notion that war is this noble, you know, it's, it's a noble, it's a noble cause. You know, you fight for your country and, you know, you do your country proud. And they slowly learn that it's just fucking horrible. And, you know, all the shit that they go through, it breaks them. Yeah. It's one of the first films to really do a lot of the modern techniques that war films use today. You know, and uh, like yes. like the sweeping cameras over the battlefield. What year did it come out? 1931. Yeah, old school, yo. Yes. And it's funny because it pissed the Nazis off at the time. Because mm. the Nazis didn't want to be seen as, you know, touchy-feely humans. They thought the movie showed weakness in the German people. And there was a <laughs> sequel made that nobody ever talks about. Because Universal, who made the film, caved to the Nazis' demands of... Making a movie that they could agree with. Um. So, is the movie silent? No, it is not. Okay. It is a talkie. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's right there, like right on the edge where it could be silent or a yep. talkie. But it's also a film that was inducted into the Library of Congress mm. for historical and cultural importance. So... How is how is this available? Like, is it on Blu-ray? It's on Blu-ray. It has a digibook. That's how I have it. Okay. And that digibook's like a, uh, it's like the collect, it's like the classic collector's edition. It's got like a documentary and stuff on it. How's the transfer? It's a really good transfer. It's one of the few transfers you can still find today. It's one of the most complete as well, without a, f you know, I think four minutes of missing footage. Okay. But that's better than a. Ten years ago, where they were missing like 12, 13 minutes. Mm. How long is it? 
I think it's an hour and a half, two hours long. Oh, really? I expected it to be like a fucking three hour. No, it's actually not that long. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. interesting movie. So it's not, very well done. <laughs> it's not released through like Criterion or anything like that. No, not that I know of. Just yeah. Universal. Okay. So, do you have a movie? Yes, yes, I do. All right, what is it? I am going to recommend Bicentennial Man. All right. Because I like being all the fuck over the place with my recommendations. <laughs> hey, I mean, look at me. I recommended Cannibal Holocaust last <laughs> time. So, yeah. Bicentennial Man, a movie that I think is horrifically and wrongfully overlooked. Um, it is a Robin Williams movie, which I think is why people overlooked it. Because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, Robin Williams, is it going to be like a happy, wacky, funny movie? And it's not. It's just sort of a drama. A wacky, slappy movie? Yes, a, uh, a wacky slap movie. <laughs> a wacky slap movie. So, yeah, it's it's just sort of a drama. It's a very light drama, though. And, mm-hmm. and there is a comedy in it, but Robin Williams is not the source of that comedy, for the most part. And it's basically about a robot who gains sentience and his journey to understanding what humanity is and his quest to become recognized as human, Mm. right? Not just a robot. And the movie spans over something like uh, over 100 years uh, or or Mm. like over 100 years. And yeah, it's a really interesting movie. The the themes that it tackles are, are really heavy themes. You know, it, it tackles, like, what is humanity? What is life? Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. And I think it does it very well, considering that it is just sort of a light drama. Now, don't expect it to be, like, fucking mind-blowing, like, amazing. Like, it definitely has its issues. It definitely doesn't talk about some things in a way that maybe it should have. Mm-hmm. But it's a very interesting discussion of that subject matter. Now, here's here's what really depresses me. It was never released on Blu-ray. Hmm. It, there, there is that no is Blu-ray sad. copy of it ever, uh, anywhere. I don't even think it was released on Blu-ray in other countries either. So I think the only way that you can get it is on DVD. Now, the good news is the DVD is not hard to find. Like, mm, Walmart yep. still carries it. Like, you can <laughs> literally find it new in Walmart for $5. That's pretty good. Uh, so it's easy to find, and I'm sure you can rent it. Like always, somewhere. Yeah. So somewhere. yeah, go go check both those movies out. Enjoy, expand your horizons. Yes, you know, expand watch, the knowledge. Watch movies that maybe you would have ignored. Yeah. And uh, understand that there's some good ones out there that you've never seen. Yes. Bicentennial Man. All yep. Quiet on the Western Front. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was really condescending. Yes. So. Yes, it was. <laughs> so. I think that's all we have for this week of the Watts Mm. Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found something useful or interesting in all of this rambling. Um, You get to try and put this together in somewhat of a cohesive manner. Good for me. (laughs) On a laptop. Good night, you sweaty sacks of ball cheese. (laughs) 